Well, hello there. Uh, this is Tom Santilli. You are listening to the Film Survivor Podcast. Uh, we are now through four episodes of Survivor Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. I'm getting so much better at saying that. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, listening today. We got the exit interview coming up with the latest person voted off. Uh, so please, if you have not watched the episode yet for this week, episode four, please pause the podcast or come back to the podcast um, unless you don't mind being spoiled Uh, because we are about to uh, give some spoilers here uh, from the episode. So there's your warning, and let's get into it. So, yeah, so uh, later in the podcast today, I'm going to be speaking with Alan Ball, a former NFL player and Detroit native, which is where I'm from and where I'm at currently. And uh, we're going to be speaking with Alan. I'm going to be speaking with Alan about his time in the game, uh, this crazy tribal council that we just got through, and uh, all that kind of fun stuff. So, yeah, stick around for that. Uh, I'm going to kind of, let's recap the show, though, and kind of talk about what went on and what happened. It was uh, arguably, or maybe inarguably, the best episode yet this season. Uh, You know, the first episode felt really, really rushed. Last two episodes, a lot of people got heat on it for they uh, being a little bit slow and too predictable. Uh, but tonight we had the tribe swap. We had a secret advantage. Uh, we had an idol being played. So there's a lot uh, a lot of things going on, a lot of drama, and a lot to get to. Uh, so let's get right into it. Uh, first off, I want to thank everybody, too, for, uh, you know, uh, who follows my written recaps each week on Survivor, on Survivor, on realityt.com. Uh, that is the website that I uh cover survivor for and uh you can find my written recaps there if you have uh if you've gotten to this podcast from that website i encourage you to leave some comments and give me your take on what you see each week on survivor but uh so i guess what do you guys all think uh i uh first of all i kind of liked a a number of things i I know that my mind is racing right now because there's like 50 things to talk about but the main thing that I liked about this episode, uh, right off the bat, was the the tribe swap yielded some kind of really interesting new tribal dynamics. Uh, you know, we've seen tribe swaps in the past where entire tribes have been, you know, shifted to different camps, but maybe have all stayed intact, maybe other than like one person. And it really kind of is unfair uh, in a five-person tribe if four of them have already been together in the past. But so first off, right off the bat, I was really happy with um, the new mix-up. You know, we got we got a good mix of of all of the tribes kind of all over the place, which uh, is definitely going to lead to some good drama, uh, I think. So, you know, the very subtle things before we get into the big things that happened, you know, with Joe and and Alan and and all of the that sort of thing. Uh, you know, the other big kind of developments. The one uh, subtle thing that I like that keeps happening each episode is they keep showing a little, just a little one scene of Chrissy kind of uh, dominating the game. I mean, right now to me, Chrissy seems like one of the power players this season, and uh, they're setting her up either for a, a really big fall uh, or they're setting her up as one of the uh, the true people to watch this season. Uh, no matter where she's at, she seems to kind of be on top of the game. Um, you know, she got the super idol at the beginning in episode one. Then she formed a bond with Ben. She was keeping everybody else close. And uh, that led to, uh, you know, her just kind of being in a nice position, really, moving forward. Uh, 
So I like that they keep showing Christy. This week, of course, we saw Ryan approach her, and they kind of shared their. He shared the secret that he was the one that gave her the idol, um, bonding him with her. Of course, Ryan was looking for an ally, but again, here's Christy with another ally just kind of falling into her lap, and uh, she seems to be in a good position. Ben, her former ally, or well, still ally, but now that on different tribes, uh, had a little bit worse luck with the tribe swap. Um, he finds himself on a tribe in the minority, along with Lauren, who I'm, I'm liking more and more each week. Uh, Lauren and Ben are in the minority underneath uh, the former healers, Dr. Mike, and of course the uh, showmance of the season, Cole and Jessica. That relationship is getting interesting because Cole is proving to be, you know, just not a good survivor player, let's face it. Uh, loose lips all over the place, he's telling everybody everything, and he really threw Jessica under the bus by sharing her information uh, with her secret advantage all over the place. Wouldn't it be nice to be a guy like Cole? Wouldn't it be nice to be a player like Cole where, you know, basically you're so uh, handsome and charming that you can basically be a terrible survivor player and people just kind of shrug it off and like, oh, you know, look at Cole. Isn't that cute what he's doing? You know, darn you, Cole. But then they just turn right around and they're, they're like on his side again. I personally, I mean, Jessica seems too innocent, too sweet to really want to, you know, you know, turn against Cole. I don't see her doing that. So I kind of feel like Cole is going to be her downfall in the game. I, I hope that's not the case. I like Jessica so far, but, you know, she's got to put her, her mind above her heart uh, when it comes to Survivor. So Cole, you know, really isn't looking good so far. But, um, you know, for Alan, uh, who, I, again, I'm going to be speaking with here shortly, uh, that all went down pretty cool, I thought. Uh, you know, Joe, uh, as messy as it was, his plan really worked. Uh, he wanted to cause a big stink at camp to make people hate him and vote for him, and he ultimately did that. Although it was kind of messy and didn't seem like it went all the way that he planned, um, it ended up ultimately going the way that he planned. So you got to give Joe credit for that. Uh, he's definitely a guy who's come out and has shown that he's going to be an aggressive uh, player to remember. And his idol, he chose uh, correctly and using it on himself instead of Desi. Now he claims that he saw something in Ashley's face. Uh, I'm going to talk to Alan about that a little bit too, see if he can give us some insight on that. But uh, we might have to wait till future episodes to really get some clarity on, on what he picked up from Ashley or if that was just something that he said uh, to kind of make himself look better from not giving the idol to Desi. But had he not, he'd be out of the game right now and one of the laughing stocks of Survivor. So the fact that he used the idol correctly and it saved him and it's now put him in a better position, uh, I think that you know Joe is definitely another one to watch, although... He plays so bold, it's hard to believe that he's going to go super far with this group. We'll have to see, though. Allie, we didn't really get to see much of this week, but I, I like that they keep checking in with her, too. I feel like that's a sign that she's going to be a, a, a power player this season as well. And uh, what else went on? Desi, we finally got to see a little bit of this week. You know, she's probably, you know, she's aligned with Joe, probably doesn't want to be as closely aligned as, as she is, uh, just due to all the heat that he's bringing. But, uh, yeah, it was all interesting. The, the, the whole thing with the secret advantage kind of threw people off. Uh, I'm a little, you know, maybe you guys can, again, leave some comments and give me some clarity on this too, but I was a little taken aback with how Devin uh, received the uh, the secret advantage block. Well, I guess it was a disadvantage for him uh, to have his vote blocked, but that's ultimately what happened. 
Uh, and I, I'm kind of interested why Jessica chose to give it to Devin. You know, from the outside looking in, you have to know that Devin is the swing vote in this situation. And you're trying to apparently help out your, your former, you know, healers uh, who would have been uh, Joe and Desi. So it makes more sense to me that she might have picked to use the advantage on someone like Alan or somebody like Ashley. Because that would have even the playing field, Let's so to speak. You know, let's say there wasn't an idol in play and Devin, you know, was going to side with Alan and Ashley uh, by taking away one of the heroes' votes, uh, that seemed to be the more logical choice. Because, you know, had Devin really sided with Joe, uh, you know, Jessica's advantage use on Devin would have actually hurt the healers. It would have hurt Joe in Joe's game. So so there's that. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure we'll get some more uh, as we get further into the season and, and more episodes. I'm sure we'll get more clarity on, on what was going on here and, and what these people are thinking. But uh, anyway, overall, I, I thought it was a fairly solid episode. It got me a little excited for the season. Uh, even with all the craziness, I like that Alan went. I wrote about this in my column, but this is now four straight weeks that I think that people that really aren't long for the game of Survivor uh, have, have gotten voted out. You know, we had Katrina, we had Simone, we had Patrick, and now we have Alan. So all of those kind of pre-merge characters that, you know, are, are maybe interesting to watch on television, but you know that they're not going to really go that far in the game of Survivor. Uh, all of those kind of players are leaving the game, leaving us with, uh, you know, these strategic-minded people like Chrissy and Allie and Ryan uh, Ben, you know, uh, I, I just am really excited that uh, we're kind of trimming the fat the way that I would have wanted to trim the fat uh, as I am a you know fan of the strategy. So kudos to that. I think the other people that are kind of lined up now to maybe go home, hopefully, are people like Cole, who I think, again, just is going to be a detriment to anybody that he aligns with, uh, you know, and there might be maybe another player here or there. But I think Cole is like the next one on my hit list, so to speak. But uh, there you have it. That's uh, kind of my take on the episode. Uh, again, I'd love to hear from you guys if you leave some comments. Uh, but let's get into my interview here. This is uh, we're speaking today again with Alan Ball, fourth person voted out of Survivor, heroes versus healers versus hustlers, and uh, here it is, guys. Alan, how you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's uh, cool to talk to you. Uh, sorry to see you go last night. Um, the best part about you getting voted out, maybe though, was uh, we got to hear a little shout out to Detroit uh, <laughs> over the year. That's, <laughs> right, for, that's where I'm right, from. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so cool, man. No, thanks for having me, man. Thank, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. No problem at all, man. So, um, you know, let's start at the beginning. You know, uh, you came out of the gates, you know, pretty, you know, pretty, uh, pretty fast. Um, the early episodes kind of painted you as being you know, paranoid of Ashley and JP's relationship and, and, you know, the power couple kind of thing Mm -hmm. that they were forming. Did you feel any differently about uh, them and how you reacted to them uh, after watching it back on TV? Or do you feel like you, had you not done that, they might've actually developed into more of a power couple? No, I, I, my, my thoughts and opinion hasn't changed. Like I said, like I know spending time with them and being around and just watching them, uh, my, my views and my opinions were valid. Um, I think, you know, it's slowly starting to show everyone else that thought I was crazy that, hey, Alan had something, Alan was on to something. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel as though if I hadn't stepped in when I had a, when I did, it, it may have gotten stronger. 
But now I think, you know, as time goes, as the show continues to roll, people are starting to see like, okay, maybe he wasn't crazy. Maybe he was playing the game. Maybe he did see something. And, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of perspective. And I think as time goes, people will start to see that they were forming something and that, you know, I definitely try my best to put a wrench in it. Sure. And, you know, with uh, with coming out, you even said it, I think, in one of the uh, one of your confessionals, like, you know, you planned on kind of, you know, playing the game aggressively and, you know, doing what you need mm-hmm. to do to play. Uh, do you feel, um, even regardless of Ashley and JP and all that, do you feel like uh, you did what you wanted to do out there? Do you feel like you came out a little bit too, um, too aggressive? Or uh, I guess what's your take on how that style worked for you? No, I mean, I mean, it depends on what you how what effect you want to have. I mean, however many players are there are, there's only going to be one strategy that works every mm-hmm. season. Sure. So, um, <laughs> my my obviously didn't work. Just like pretty sure majority of that of people that are playing strategies won't work as well either. So, um, I definitely don't have any regrets about the way I played the game. Um, like I said, I wanted to come out. I wanted to stay true to myself. I wanted to play the game how I wanted to play the game. I wanted to say the things that I wanted to say. I wanted to express myself how I wanted, and I wanted to compete at challenge every chance I got. And I think I stayed true to that. Um, like I said, like I don't have any regrets. Um, yeah, we can look back and say, oh, well, you could have did this different, or you probably should have did this different. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're supposed to do, hindsight. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is, and I play. I think I, I think I enjoy watching the way I played the game, no matter what other people think or how I was portrayed at times. I enjoy playing the game, and I enjoy my style of play. You're, uh, that's nothing new to you, I bet, as an NFL player, the fact that people will try to second-guess every <laughs> every decision that you oh, make when man. you're in the heat of battle. And, uh, oh, man, you know, it's kind of like people will ask, you know, you can get on any social media site, and everyone's going to have their opinion. And even my Instagram is – my messages <laughs> get flooded with opinions at times. Sure. But at the end of the day – I played for America's team for five years, and I had some bad games. And if you ever want to hear some people that are opinionated, go to a Dallas Cowboys game after we lose. Sure. You're going to hear some, some pretty good opinions about you, the person you are, and what you can do with yourself after you have a bad game. So there, anything that someone from Zavari can say to me, it doesn't. It's not going to face me. It rolls off my back. I was going to say, that, that's got to prepare you for this game to have confidence in whatever <laughs> oh, you decide to no do. No question. Yeah. Oh, no question. <laughs> So all that happens, and then, um, you know, every time there's a tribe swap on Survivor, you know, it kind of benefits certain people, obviously, and it hurts other mm-hmm. people's games. Um, mm-hmm. Here you are, you find yourself on a tribe with Ashley, who was kind of your, your foe, you know, the, the first couple <laughs> of weeks. Um, what were you thinking once you saw the new tribe line up? Why? <laughs> why? What did I, Why? Why? Survivor guys, what did I do? Was it just bad? Why? Um, you know, when I when we broke up, I, I looked at my thing and I was kind of hesitant to even look up because I didn't even want to see who I was in the tribe with. Mm-hmm. And so as I look up, I see Ashley standing in front of me with a blue. And I'm hoping maybe, okay, if you got blue, maybe one other person still has blue. And I looked and nobody else did. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, crap, this is not going to be good. Uh, I, I will say, though, up to that point, I think going into that swap – the tribe had become stronger, if that makes sense. We had, mm-hmm. we had won a couple of challenges. You know, the, long, the lines were drawn, no question. Ashley knew how I felt. JP knew how I felt. I knew how they felt. Everybody was kind of solid in the fact that we know where everybody stands, but we have 
to figure out a way to keep winning because we cannot go to tribal and we can eliminate all of this. So I think everybody was kind of in that space. Mm -hmm. So we had come to some kind of level ground before the swap, but I definitely wasn't (laughs) overly (laughs) enthusiastic about being left in the tribe with Ashley at all. Sure. At all. Did that play into the, the fact that you felt, you know, maybe, um, you know, that you might be a target at your new camp. Did that play into how they showed you at the challenge, um, kind of wanting to take control of the, uh, you know, lassoing the, the, the boat thing where they had to kind of get, they, they were at, they, they showed people kind of asking you if you wanted to swap out and you kind of wanted it on your shoulders. Did that kind of play into uh, it? Like, this is up to me to save me. No, I think, you know, I think they, you know, for this, uh, it's that those competitions are pretty long. And I think, um, this, and the the benefit of the show, they need to show as much as they can, you know, in, mm-hmm. in detail or how they show it. But we actually switched <laughs> throwers a few times. Okay. Um, and Ashley couldn't get that rope five yards. <laughs> and Joe, Joe looked like he had never thrown anything before in his life. <laughs> um, so I was in a situation where it was like, okay, I can either waste time passing y'all the rope or continue because I'm the only one getting close to this sled. Right. And that's what it was. I was wearing, I actually wore myself out. And looking back, I wish I would have just gave the rope and stood there mm. because I wore myself out trying to throw it. And it's like, but I was the best option. If you would have, sure. I, I wish they would have showed everything. If we would have seen the throws, and if you go back and watch it, you'll see Joe starting off throwing. And he literally doesn't get the rope <laughs> two feet from himself. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> It was some switching going on, so they they showed it that way to maybe show I was going home. But I mean, uh, we definitely switched, and that wasn't in my mind at all. My mindset is always to win, so I always feel like I'm the best option to win, no question. But we definitely switched off a few times. Now, despite all that, I mean, uh, had there not been an idol and had Joe not play it the right way, um, you know, you're still in the game at this point right uh talk talk about the tribal council from your perspective um and give us any insight too you know joe made a comment on the air that you know he read ashley's face and it told him how to use the idol did you see anything play out there and kind of tell walk us through uh tribal from your perspective so um if if everything would have went as planned joe would be at home right now you'd be talking to him and not me Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) if everything would have went as planned we know everything doesn't go as planned sure um, I think when we left camp, everybody had that. The, every was Joe had gotten on everyone's nerves to the point where I think if he didn't have an idol, Desi may have voted him out. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he had gotten on everyone's nerves. Sure. And I think you know, yeah, other options came into play. We thought about other things, but I think the fact of the burden of having Joe around was more weight than actually thinking about him having an idol. Okay. Like I think everyone was just trying to relieve the fact of having him around. And I was ingrained in that. And as tribal went on, it was like, hey, that became the more evident that he's got to go. And I think I said at camp before we got to tribal, like, if anything goes wrong, I'm going to be the one to go home. Like, if anything goes wrong, it's going to be me. They're going to put the boats on me. I know that. So when we get to tribal, we're there. And um, as tribal goes on, there's an aura in the room, and it kind of changes. It goes back and forth. You kind of get a sense, okay, I'm good. Okay, maybe I'm not good. Okay, I'm good. Sure. Maybe I'm not good. <laughs> and that changes throughout tribal. And I think I was feeling pretty good until Devin started reading that advantage. Mm. And when he read that advantage, I'm sitting here in my mind, and I'm thinking, you know, okay, if something is going to go wrong, it's starting to happen. Mm-hmm. And this might be where – this might be where – that's the first time I really felt like, 
I'm going home at this point. You know, I started to feel that way. I'm like, but maybe not, you know, okay. But mm-hmm. I, I'm really starting to feel that way. Then when Joe stands up with his idol, it's like, uh, I knew at that point I was going home. Like, uh, okay, I'm out of here. Okay, uh, let me just grab my torch and come, <laughs> come snuff this. I'm out. Like, I'll see y'all. Uh, but for him to say, you know, he read her face, I honestly can't give him that much credit. Like, I give him credit that he found the idol. Mm-hmm. That's the most – up to now, that's the best I've seen about his game is that he got he found an idol. Sure. You know, and, I mean, I give credit when credit is due. And to me, I got to give him some credit because he's still there. I give him credit that he found the idol. So, uh, looking back at how things went, everything went pretty according to what was shown on TV. Okay. Um, it, uh, it was intense. It was definitely intense. There was some back and forth, but uh, things played out, and yeah, I hope I answered your question. With yeah, that no, absolutely. Who I want to ask you too? Who um, of the people that you had a chance to play the game with? Uh, who did you really uh, feel like you wanted to play the game with in terms of going deep into the game, aligning with them, and, and going far into the game? Um, you know, and I just said it. I think Ben, Ben and Chrissy, uh, one of those two. Okay. But I think Ben, I really genuinely had a good time with that guy. Okay. And it's somebody that I could see myself hanging out with off the show. Okay. Um, it's some people. It's some people you put in situations like when when I was when I play ball when I'm in training camp. It's certain people you you're around. You forget you at camp. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. forget about the grind. You forget it's grueling. You forget everything hurts. You forget, you know, you, you're tired because of some of the people you're around at times, you know. And I think for me, Ben was that guy that was in my tribe. It was like, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was hungry. But sitting there laughing with him, it's like I forgot, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, you know, it, it, he's a great guy. And, I, you know, if anybody, I definitely saw myself working with him. And cool. I'm out the game now, but, like, hopefully he does really, really well. Fantastic. And then, uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this since I have, a, I have an NFL player on the podcast, but um, what's your, what's your take right now on all this stuff going on in the NFL as far as the, the kneeling and the, uh, the standing, where, where are you, where do you, no pun intended, where do you stand on that? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm more in a situation where I see um, all views, you know, and I, I think it's sad that there has to be such a, a a huge fuss and stand on someone sharing their perspective and sharing their views and having their opinion heard. Mm-hmm. And I think if people want to protest, they're entitled to protest. I think if people want to be upset about people protesting, they can be silent, just as silently as people are protesting. And I think, um, you know, everyone's journey to where they're at in life is entrenched with experiences. Um, I'm, I've been drenched with experiences. You've been drenched with experiences, mm-hmm. and it makes you who you are, and it puts you where you're at in life. Sure. And I really feel as though you can't judge my experiences or my views based on what I've been through, and I can't judge yours. Mm-hmm. So I would never try, but I can respect your views, and you should be able to respect mine. And I think that in this country, I think we need to gain a better sense of really respecting everyone's views, no matter how far they are from ours. And like I said, I support all of the guys that I've played with, you know, and, and I, that's just who I am. And, and like I said, everyone experience, everyone's experiences are different. Um, and at the end of the day, I just feel like everyone on every side, you know, your, your opinion is your opinion. You're entitled to it. And all someone else can do is respect that. Well, that's great, man. Um, and, Alan, again, this is really cool getting a chance to chat with you. Uh, Probst has already gone on record saying that you uh, would be a kind of the guy that w- uh, he'd like to see play again. Um, is that something you'd be interested in? Mm, 
yes, absolutely. <laughs> they have me back. Most <laughs> people don't say back, no. I would love. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I got a lot left. Like I said, I feel like I left with a lot in the tank, and that's that's my biggest regret from the show is that I feel as though I didn't reach the limits that I could. I didn't push myself to the extreme like I wanted to. Um, definitely think I got a lot left in the tank. If they had me, I'd definitely no doubt do it again. What, what can you tell people about Detroit that they that people from outside Detroit don't know? Don't believe the headlines. Um, you, you know, Detroit is a beautiful city. Um, and I feel like no matter where anyone's from, home is home. And Detroit for me is home. Um, I feel like every every city has something that someone from there loves about it. And don't knock it till you try it. Um, you know, it's, it's a great place to visit. If you take the time to visit it, great. If you don't, you're missing out. Um, but it's definitely home. I love it, man. It's growing. It's coming back. It's a beautiful place to be. I'm super involved back at home, even though I'm, I live in Houston. Um, but definitely plan, see myself getting back up to, to Michigan eventually. But um, you don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, dude. And uh, best of luck to you moving forward, Alan. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks All for right. having me, man. Take care. So there you go, guys. Uh, that was my interview with Alan Ball. I uh, appreciate you listening to the Films Forever podcast. Uh, Looking forward uh, to next week, we have episode 5 coming up. We're going to get more into uh, the tribe dynamics of the three new tribes. uh, And we'll have to see what occurs from there. But I appreciate you listening. Uh, Please check out the written recaps on realityt.com every Wednesday night or by the latest by Thursday morning. And then, of course, my uh, exit interview, my next exit interview will be next Thursday with the next person voted out of Survivor. Uh, Movie season ramping up as well. I'm I'm a movie critic for Access.com, in case you don't know. You can find all of my uh, movie reviews and all that kind of stuff on Access.com, but also on my website, TomSantilli.com. And uh, the best way to get all of this stuff, my reviews, my Survivor coverage, uh, is to follow me at TomSantilli on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook, and there's a Films Fiverr podcast Facebook page if you want to check that out as well. So check all that stuff out. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week.